I want to talk about uh, money, tithes, givings, offering. I want to talk about all that today. There's uh, four different types of giving in the Bible, and I just think that people have a very poor understanding of finances, a poor understanding of God and money, and we've just taught it wrong. And so I want to look at the Bible and see what it actually says. And because um, I believe that the word of God is true. I believe that it's doesn't have mistakes. I believe that if it's in the word, that it's a promise for you. A lot of people just think they're going to sit back and say money, money cometh. And that's how it's going to work. And a lot of people believe that money is of the devil. So, you know, both teachings will get you in big trouble and you won't get the results that you're looking for in your life. Now, you never give to get in life, but you do give, and then you give to receive. You give to, um, you give with expectation because it's in the Word of God. If it's a promise of God, it's not selfishness to believe in the Word of God. It's not selfishness to believe what God said because it's a promise for you. There, people say, well, you never give to get. That's true. That's not the motivation behind it. But after you give with the right heart, you can believe in the word of God and the promises that follow that. Let me show you what I'm talking about um, through this this little podcast here. Um, in Deuteronomy eight eighteen, it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So right there, people say, well, money's the root of all evil. Well, read the verse, read what it says. And right here it says, you know, how can it money be evil? It says that the, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It's different. And I do believe that, that people that love money are going to fail in life. People that go after just money are going to fail at life. But here... It says that it's God who gives you the power to get wealth. Why would he give you the power to get wealth if it was evil? See, it's God that's giving you this because he's a good God. He loves you and he wants you blessed. But it's not a money, money cometh. It says that he gives you the power to get wealth. He's given you the ability to get a great job. He's given you a great mind. He's given you gifts and talents. He's given you a lot of different things that you can go out there and create wealth with. It's not about sitting back there, throwing your money in the air and saying, you know, Lord, multiply it as it falls down. It's God has given you the ability through his word to get wealth. I'm going to show you a little bit of that here. Um, the four types of giving, every giving has um, a motivation behind it and every giving in the Bible has a promise attached to it. So let's look at that. The first uh, type of giving I want to look at is the tithe. Uh, the motivation uh, for your tithe is always obedience. The Word of God says to tithe, and so you give because you love God. You give to be obedient. The first part, let me show you here this in uh, Malachi 3, 8 through 12. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me in this, 
That's God speaking and saying, try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor shall the vine uh, fail to bear fruit in your field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations uh, will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Right here, um, giving to God. You don't want to rob God. Um, God's given you everything in life, and so he asks for a tenth of it back. I would much rather have uh, 90% of my income that is blessed than 100% of it and it not be blessed or be cursed. Um, now, we've been redeemed from the curse, but there's still his promises in the Bible that are for us. So, right here the motivation for tithe is obedience but what's the promise connected here it says i will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out such a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it and it also says i will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and we know that the devourer is is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can destroy we know that it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God says, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. So right here, if you tithe, God is says he's promises he's going to rebuke the devourer off of your finances. So right here, if you're going through difficulty and financial struggle, the best thing to do is to tithe and believe that God is going to rebuke the devourer off your stuff. We usually say, well, I can't, I can't afford to tithe this month. You can't afford not to tithe this month. That's how it works. Um, that's the motivation for um, obedience is in tithe. I want to read this too with um, tithing because this is what I've heard a lot of people say. Um, but right here in Hebrews 7, 7 through 9, it says, Now beyond all contradictions a lesser is blessed by the better here mortal men receive ties but there he receives them to whom it is witness that he lives even levi who received ties paid ties through abraham so to speak so right here tithe one of our biggest things is well where where are we going to tithe what are we going to tithe to you tithe to where the gospel is being preached. You, If you feel blessed by something, um, if you hear a great message or the word, if you're at church on Sunday, um, if there's a church body, you go to a local church and they're feeding you, tithe there. If uh, a speaker or something comes in and um, you're really blessed by them or there's a ministry that's preaching the gospel around the world, tithe to it. Um, wherever you feel, today we're Holy Spirit led. So give where you feel the Spirit leading you. But your tithe should go where the gospel is being preached. Now, let me show you this real quick. It says that in Hebrews, um, here mortal men, um, we receive tithes, but there he receives it. So I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to give to that ministry because they're already rich. I'm not going to give to this. Right there, you've switched it and you're giving to a man. So if your heart is, well, I'm giving to this man or I'm giving to that man or this. No, your heart is I'm going to give to God. So when you give, um, 
have a right heart that I'm giving to God. A lot of people, well, what is he going to do with my tithe? That's none of your business. You've done your part in giving your tithe to where you felt like God was leading you to do that. If there's a ministry or a person that does wrong with the, with your tithe that they gave them, then that's they're going to be accountable to God for that. So that's off of your hands. You are going to be blessed because you've done the right thing. And there, God has received your tithe. So don't worry about this, that, or another thing of what men do. Men fail. Men will do stupid things. If you know of corruption or something that's going on, you know, don't give there. But I'm saying if there's a fear of, well, is he going to you know, build on to the building and make bigger. Well, what is he going to do with this tithe? That's none of your business. You just do what God has called you to do and give where he's called you to give. So that's in tithing. The first fruits um, is the, the motivation for your first fruits is generosity. So God gives to you. He's blessed you above and beyond. Um, and so you want to give back to him even more. So Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be overflowing with new wine. So here it's another gift that you're giving to God to show, to be generous, to go above and beyond. God has blessed you with an increase. And so you're going to give the first fruit of that. So you may ask, what does that even mean? So you work at uh, McDonald's and you make, you know, $10 an hour and they give you an increase to $11 an hour and you work 40 hours um, a week. And so off of your paycheck, you're going to go, okay, 40 times four, you work four weeks on your, uh, you get paid every two weeks. So now you've got 80 times a dollar more. You've got 80 extra dollars that you wouldn't have normally had on your paycheck you're going to give $80. And uh, so you give that to the Lord and it, you just do it one time. It's only the first time and the rest you keep your increase. So you've went your whole life without something. Don't think that you need it now. You honor God by saying, I'm not trusting this increase. I'm not trusting my finances. I'm trusting you. You've given me this increase and money doesn't have control of me. So I'm giving you the first fruits back. You give God whatever was an increase you give it back to him just the first time, one shot, and then it's yours from then on. And the promises of that is that um, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be overflowing with new wine. You might say you don't have barns, <laughs> but figure out what he's saying. You know, if you want uh, to continue to be blessed, you're showing God there. It says right here, um, in Romans eleven sixteen, for if the first fruit is holy, then the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So you are um, taking that increase and you're making your increase holy by giving the first fruit as an offering. And so first fruit is also great. And you give that into where the gospel is being preached. Now, number three, this is probably 95% of giving is done right here. It's alms. And alms is a great thing, but its motivation is compassion. And like I said, there's four different types of giving. Alms is the only one that you're giving to people. The other ones, 
you you're giving it to a person, but there he receives it. Um, with alms, you're giving to a person, and the person is receiving it as well. So this isn't a giving unto the Lord. But let me show you this. Um, in uh, Proverbs nineteen seventeen, it says, "He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, that he which um, and that which he hath given, he will." pay him again. So here, what's the return rate? What's the promise attached to um, almsgiving? God's saying it's it's a good thing. And you're, you're uh, lending to me, I will pay you back. So it is, you've given $10 to the poor, uh, God's going to bless you with another $10. Um, you know, it's not your barns being full, full to overflowing. And a blessing that you can't contain it like some of the other ones but here it's very important that we give to the poor it's very alms is an important thing to do and we love people we want to bless people but you've got to look at this uh, return rate you've got to look at what you're actually doing um, so here it says in uh, Matthew 6 1 through 4 take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So here, there's a promise with alms. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't talk about it because you're giving to the poor. We want to protect people. We don't want people to embarrass. And so you're saying, hey, sister so-and-so was really broke and I gave, you know, $100 to her. Well, you just patted yourself on the back. And it says that if you do that, you have re um, received your reward because you got praised by people. So look at it. If there's alms giving, the Lord says that he's going to repay you back unless you talk about it and you blurted out to everybody, then you've received your reward already. So many people's finances aren't working. One, because they're taking their tithe and instead of sowing to, into the gospel, they're sowing into alms. They're sowing into people. Now, the exchange rate and the word of God and the promises are true. And so look what happens. The promise of your tithe is God's going to rebuke the devourer and he's going to bless you. So now you've taken from the tithe and you've given it to the poor. So now you've changed your exchange rate and you have changed what God has meant for you to do. So you've changed everything about it because now um, how is he going to rebuke the devourer off of your finances when you didn't do what he told you to do to receive that? It's the word of God, which means it's not changing. It means it is a principle and a law that is not going to change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you change it, that's on you. So you take your tithe and instead of giving it or sowing where you should have, you give it to somebody out of compassion. So you went from um, motivation of obedience to motivation of, of now compassion, which is good. And we should do that. 
But that's not your tithe. You need to give your 10% and sow it into the gospel. But then if you feel above and beyond to people, then you give. You help the poor. If you see a widow or an orphan or somebody in need that is hungry or whatever, you take care of them. But you don't talk about it. Many people are wondering, well, why, why isn't my finances working? Why this? Why that? Because you've been doing it wrong. You haven't been following the word of God. You've been just kind of throwing your money around everywhere, not believing the word, not, you know, everything in the word of God works off of faith. So first off, you've got to know this. Then second off, you've got to believe the right way. So once you start to believe in the word of God like this, there's faith behind your giving and then it starts to work. But if you're doing it incorrectly and you're taking your tithe and giving it to the poor or you're giving it to somebody in need instead, it changes the exchange rate. It's still a good thing, but instead of God rebuking the devourer and giving you a blessing, you know, you are now just taking and you're receiving your money back, except we as a church or people like to brag about what we're doing. How many churches have you seen that does something for the poor and it's in the bulletin board or all over? Like that's not even close to biblical. We need to protect people that we're helping them because it's embarrassing if if somebody needs help. They're, they don't want it blasted out all over. It's They need help from people, but they don't need um, their dirty laundry or whatever they're going through blast it all over. We need to protect people and stand up for people and help people. So that's the biggest part of giving. Now, the fourth is the biggest, the best. I mean, this is, listen to some of this. Your fourth type of giving is your offering or your seed. And your offering or your seed, the motivation behind it is faith. Um, Your faith and your reward. Because you're saying, you're going in above and beyond. You, you're supposed to do your, your 10%. God just asked you to do it. He said, it's mine. Don't steal from me. But your seed or your faith is what's blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let me read this to you in Mark uh, 4, 3 through 9. It says, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed. Some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, um, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out. And it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground. Your seed is good ground. You're sowing into the gospel. You're sowing into the church. It is good ground. And it did not, it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and, and brought 40 or fourth, some 30, some 60 and some a hundredfold. And he said unto them that he who has ears, let him hear. So, I've heard it preached many times, but this is seed that's being sowed, and your offering is a seed. So this can apply to that. It's not specifically to your finances and to your seed. But um, look here in in Luke 6.33. It says, Give, and it will be given unto you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. 
you're showing God that you trust him, that you have faith in him. You're going above and beyond. Now, this is, what is a seed? What is um, an offering? Anything above 10%. You're 11%, 1% of that is is seed. And this isn't your your seed um, and your uh, first fruits and your tithe you don't have to keep quiet about those <laughs> let your don't let your left hand know what your front you can shout it from the rooftop you can say i gave you know a thousand dollars into this ministry and i'm believing for a 30 60 and a hundred fold return on that because it's the word of god it's a promise of god it's money so people get shy about it and they're saying well oh, you can't can't talk like that about money no you're not Again, don't go back to money. You're not trusting in money. You're trusting in the word of God. You're trusting in a promise that he has for you. And I love talking about the promises of God. I love believing the word and I love getting excited about a promise that's coming for me. But many people, like I said, they're taking their ties or something else and they're they're changing the exchange rate. They're changing the promise. They're giving different and believing for something else. So you're giving to alms but believing for a tithe reward. It just doesn't happen. You're giving your tithe but believing for an offering or a, a an offering reward or a seed reward. It's just not going to it doesn't work that way. It's in the word and there's a promise attached with every type of giving. So I want to encourage you today, look at the way that you've been giving and um, look through the Bible a little bit closer and see if if you've been doing it wrong and see if there's not a better way. The Bible is always the better way. Believe the word of God, trust in him, and let's get our finances in order.